Hello, and welcome back to the Electric Punch Podcast. As always, I am your host, Logan Grigsby, and, we, and we're sticking to our usual routine of having absolutely fantastic guests, and by, by having yet another one. So instead of the usual announcements, we got a new one for you. We are hoping together to put together the first, my, at least to my knowledge, the first Wook-Off, whatever the hell that is going to mean. This is so far going to be a local Kansas City thing, so we can find the Kansas City King of Wooks. So if you know someone from the area, especially Wookie, or you have some ideas of what will go on into the Wook-Olympics, or in what they should consist of, hit us up on our Insta, Facebook, Twitter, Twitter at The Electric Punk. And remember, if you like our show, give it a like, rating, share, etc. And with that, I would like to welcome tonight's guest, Mr. Strapback himself, Quentin Thero. What's up? First off, I'd like to thank you from, for taking the time to come on. Now tell me, you're not a troublemaker, are you? Um, no, not anymore. Yeah, you kind of look like a ruffian. Have you ever been suspended from school? Uh, yes. Yes? What have you been suspended for? Um, I got suspended from school from... Skipping class, um, drinking vodka at school, um, smelling like weed coming to school. Yeah. Uh, pretty basic teenage rebellion. You heard stuff. it here first, kids. Drugs and alcohol, sometimes you still end up coming out cool. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Uh, so, why don't you tell me a little bit about your background? When did you first pick up an instrument? Um, I picked up an instrument. First, second grade. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was in when we did like choir and orchestra and stuff when you were required to like play an instrument. Yeah, so, the recorders. Um, and stuff I picked like up that. percussion and that was my first instrument. Mm-hmm. And then I played guitar mm-hmm. and then I got into making beats. Awesome. Awesome. So, what, what's that age? When did you start to learn the guitar and then when did you kind of decide to start making the beats? Um, I was in high school mm-hmm. and self taught myself. Because I couldn't read music, yeah, I could just read huh. tabs. It was a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Um, started a band, you know, mm-hmm. that only lasted about six months, maybe, because the band's hard to keep together, Absolutely. especially at that age. Absolutely. Um, then um, after high school, I was introduced to EDM, and that's when I started making beats. Awesome. So, do you have any memorable music teachers? Any ones that stand out? As in, uh, just good in a good way or in a bad way. Any music teachers that you hated, or any music teachers? Oh, music that, teachers, my yeah, bad. Teachers. Um, you know, no. No. I think everything. I know you said yourself. When I was, the guitar. yeah, obviously guitar, and then YouTube University mm-hmm. for making beats. So awesome. I think mm-hmm. I don't really have like a music teacher. I would think. Okay. So do you come from a musical family? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Well, why don't you tell me about that? Parents, siblings? Um, um, my dad, very, very into music. Always going to rock shows all his life. Long hair, yeah. Metallica. Oh, hell yeah. Kind of person. And uh, my grandpa played the piano. Um, just my cousins are very into music, That which got me into music. So I just come from a very music-loving family. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So are they pretty positive about your career aspirations then? Oh, yeah. They've supported me from day one. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's awesome. Like I like I, I always say that you, there's nothing better than having a supportive family. There's no better, nothing better to helping somebody's career than having that positive network. Yeah, f- my family is like my friends. I can be very open and vice versa with them. So, if your legs were replaced with animal legs, which animal legs would you want? Cheetah. Cheetah. 
just run fast, fast, fast as hell, yeah. fast as hell. Fast See, as I was thinking maybe boy. like kangaroo or something like that. Jump pretty far, dunk for dunk for days. See, I almost thought like elephant or giraffe to be tall, but I was like, no, yeah. I'll be fast. Yeah, smart, smart. Um, so, are you a Kansas City native, or have you lived here your whole life? Have you moved, moved around at all? Where? Um, how has no, that been I like? actually grew up in Topeka, mm-hmm. and I've lived in Lawrence the past five years, so I'm a Lawrence resident. Okay. Bit of a drive, then. I'm sorry for that. Oh, it's not a problem at all, actually. I'm just used to it since yeah. I've lived in Topeka yeah. all my life, driving I to... live in Olathe, so this is a drive for me, too. <laughs> I feel like anybody from the Midwest, like driving is not a big yeah. deal. Like, yeah, oh, we drive, it's just, we drive it's just two hours. Just hop in the car. We'll get there. Yeah. It's only like 10 hours. <laughs> so was there any concert or moment in particular that like stood out and made you realize you wanted to be more involved than you were? Um, I would say like as an EDM wise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think after going to just a bunch of different shows the first year or two of doing it, mm-hmm. and my, I had my best friend who played piano all his life and is a computer nerd, uh, he just one day after a year of going to shows was like, hey, let's make music. And I was like, okay, let's okay, do it. Let's do it. So it was just like kind of like in the moment thing. Like oh, yeah. he brought over his computer. It was like, hey, I cracked this software, you know? I think it was Fruity Loops <laughs> at the time. Yeah. And, he was like, let's, let's do it. Like, you know how to, you play percussion and make beats and I play piano. Let's go. So yeah, that's how it kind of started. Just one day he was like, fuck it, let's do it. So tell me a bit about the first show that you have ever played. What did that look like? Uh, it was in Topeka. Mm-hmm. It's at a bar called the Booby Trap Ooh. and it's still open today. It's uh, pretty much like a rundown hole in the wall bar. Um, yeah, it was in 2012, 2013, I want to say. February when you're on tour you got to go back for one of those intimate back back yeah. to, back to where you started sets. it was like we knew everybody in the crowd but maybe two people so it was like just like our friends coming out to like really support us on the oh, first yeah. time and it's in Topeka so back then it Topeka did not have a EDM scene yeah, at all and I can it imagine has a so. bad rep on it anyway so people don't want to come there mm-hmm. <laughs> let alone come to a show there yeah I can feel that so what is your favorite smell sir my favorite smell. Favorite smell. Hmm. I love the smell of fresh laundry. Fresh that's one laundry, of my favorite yes. smells. Uh, I love the smell of Nog Champa. Maybe that's just because I, growing up, my mom would was a hippie, mm-hmm. so she would just burn Nog Champa because she was smoking weed Ooh. and um, lavender. Mm-hmm. I like to smell like fresh laundry. Like fresh that's laundry. any sense like that. Okay. There's nothing better getting in your bed you than smelling any, uh... fresh. Like it's the best feeling ever. <laughs> you have any uh, favorite desserts? Uh, yeah, cheesecake and chocolate ice cream oh, are my yeah. weakness. Can't go wrong there. Cannot yeah. go wrong. Chocolate there. ice cream like is by <sighs> far my. Gonna have to stop, uh, chop, stop by the cheesecake cheesecake factory on the way home. We yeah. are not brought to you by cheesecake factory, but if you want to sponsor us, we're here. <laughs> Hit the DMs. <laughs> so, what show would you say that you're most proud of being a part of? Hmm. Most probably be a part of uh, probably my my Strabeck and Friends shows mm-hmm. by far. Mm-hmm. That's and that's the aisle four one that just went on. Or no, I know? these were back in 2017, 2017? 2018. I did four of them. Tell me a little, yeah. Tell me a bit, a little bit about that. Who's friends? Where'd you do uh, play them at? We played at Encore the first three, and then the fourth one we went to Record Bar because we had sold out the first three, and mm-hmm. then we went to, to Record Bar and sold it out. But I had Matei do the first one. And I think I had Medusa from St. Louis and mm-hmm. then Boss Mode from St. Louis from the third one. 
And then I did Elevated from Chicago on the fourth okay, one. Hell yeah. Sounds like some dope-ass shows. Yeah, it was fun. Okay, so speaking of teamwork, do you work better? Do you think you work better by yourself or on a team? Uh, I can do both, but I prefer mm-hmm. to work with people. Absolutely. Get other inputs, more eyeballs on a project, I always think. Yeah, because Stratback used to be a duo. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know that. I did not, actually. Yeah. So we used to be a duo, and then mm-hmm. obviously different life paths happen. Yeah. And- as it goes. Yep. So, how do you feel about aliens, Bigfoot, ghosts, spooks, and astrology signs? Um, I would say five. Would you say six? There's six items that you just said right there. I think five. Aliens, okay. Bigfoot, okay. ghosts, okay. spooks, and astrology signs. So five spooks. I don't really understand what I meant by that. But <laughs> the only thing I would think is fishy out of those is uh, Bigfoot, but all the other ones, yes, I believe in that stuff. See, it's yeah, just I think you a... have to be pretty silly if you don't think we're the only life yeah, outside of this absolutely. planet. Absolutely. See, I just think Bigfoot is just an escape gorilla from the zoo, and every like 20 years, a new gorilla will escape from the zoo, and that's Bigfoot. Yeah. I, this, there's never been like a. Mm-hmm exact picture replica of a bigfoot there's so many different yeah they all look different so some are chimpanzees some are actual gorillas (laughs) but at the end of the day it's just fucking careless zookeepers but uh and then i yeah astrology is cool i just i don't think the stars always uh affect your life but for sure take it how you want it Mm-hmm. Whatever well, makes you happy in life. Speaking of the astrology signs, what what's your sign? What's your birthday? How how old are you? Um, I'm 30 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a Libra. My birthday's Ooh. October 10th. I am also right on the cusp of being Libra. My birthday's on the 22nd of this month. Nice. Pretty hype. Yeah, for that. that's one day off. I think. <clears throat> Correct. Yeah. 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 One day off. So, do you think astrology signs could affect the type of music people make, or even if they will make music? Um. I guess if you have that mindset going in, yes, yeah. but as an outside perspective, I think it's whatever mood you're in personally, mm-hmm. what you're going through in life, what you're thinking is how you're going to express yourself through your music. Absolutely. I definitely think it's a manifestation thing. If you tell yourself and you read the stars and the stars say you're meant to be this creative musical type and you tell yourself that all your life, you're going to manifest it. Correct. Yeah. yeah you're going to make it happen subconsciously. Yeah. The human mind's pretty crazy. Whatever you put it to, it's probably going to achieve it if you... Absolutely. Put work and effort towards it. So what ups- inspires you to get up in the morning and make music? Um, I don't make music as much as I used to, mm-hmm. but um, it was kind of just like an addiction. I'm sure a lot of DJs can relate. When you first get into it, it's just like you dive head first into it and you always want to take that next step and make that next big track or get that next big show. Um. It's just enjoying. I just love music, so that was a big thing. I just I listen to music every day. It don't matter what kind of day I'm having. Music. Absolutely. So, how would you describe your sound to someone who is new to EDM and doesn't quite understand all the lingo? Uh, I would say just like a hip hop mix between dubstep. Okay. I would just say that they. No, they, easy, they didn't know what the simple. word trap means. Yeah, so exactly. Some pe- a lot of people don't. So that that's a very good way to people. A lot of people will try to bring in the word rhythm, and I'm like, I don't think uh, the I'm average saying, person knows what the word EDM. rhythm means. And yeah, gang, yeah, that so easy to understand. Uh, so, um, who are some artists that inspire you, and what about them is inspiring to you? Um, who inspired me? 
Well, before he was canceled, Bass Nectar was a big part. Absolutely. I'm not afraid to say that. Um, I would also say, like the locals around then, like that's a big thing too. You you see a local mm-hmm. and you become friends with them before you know as a DJ, and then you get to know them more and like you want to like it's just it's inspiring. Like they want you know. I feel like a big thing is the, the locals around too. That was getting to know somebody, be like, oh, like I know this person, and like I talked to him. Like if I he can do it, I can do it too. Absolutely. Um, Odessa, such a and Zed's dead probably some of my favorite artists. Absolute bangers on opposite ends of the spectrum yeah. a bit, but absolute bangers. I like a, vari- a variety of EDM music. Absolutely. So what do you think is your most valuable possession? My most valuable possession. I got kind of goes more into sentimental than money. Yeah. Um, probably my pride. Yeah. Yeah. Um, being a humble person, but knowing your worth. Mm-hmm. Big. There's big things in being, being confident in that. It's hard. Right. It's hard to do that. Not being egotistical, but yeah, having pride. Yeah. Um, big. My biggest fear is failing in life. I'm not scared of much, but yeah, it's like absolutely in life so, you do fail sometimes too, and correct. you just gotta accept that that happens, and you got to run with it. So yeah, I think my pride is my biggest possession. I feel mm-hmm. like of myself. So say you're opening a show. What do you do to get provocative? What do you do to get the people going? Um, depending on who you're opening with, so mm-hmm. you want to go off that vibe, you know. Um, start slow and just ease into it. I feel like a lot of Artists nowadays just kind of go hard. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's just different when I first started out and I was opening more shows. You had to work the crowd, not come out just banging it out with heavy dubstep and rhythm and trap, you know. Um, you had to really be methodical with it. Absolutely. So do you think an opening act can indeed go too hard? <laughs> uh, yeah. But I feel like, you know, the headliner doesn't care, but... A lot of times I've noticed nowadays bigger managements will reach out and be like, hey, you know, tell the openers you can't play these certain songs or don't go like, don't be playing dubstep the entire time, you know. Absolutely. So say you were to do a benefit concert for any charitable cause, what do you think it would be for and why? Um, Probably do um, just cancer awareness because I lost my grandfather and my uncle and my great aunt to it, so... Answers a motherfucker. Yeah, we man, all wish we could punch of a it. bitch, you know. So, besides music, what do you like to do in your free time? Um, big time Chiefs fan. I like to watch oh, football. Yeah, uh, I like to watch the UFC. Big UFC fan. Uh, I play disc golf. Mm, disc golf's fun. I play disc golf a bit myself. Just um, messed up my rotator cuff. Yeah, though, so I've, we'll see I've next done that year. too. Playing too much. Oh, um, I fell off a dirt bike. Right. Uh, play some games every now and then, and mm-hmm. make some music. Absolutely. Sounds like pretty good life. Sounds like you're a pretty well-rounded person. I'm a simple man. I love the people who are dedicated 24-7 to music, but at the same time, it's like, get, get, get a few other hobbies. Leave, leave the studio. Leave your basement sometimes. 100%. It's good to get a reset. Mm-hmm. Take a shower. <laughs> Take a shower. Yeah, personal hygiene is very important, people. <laughs> so, if you were a wrestler, what do you think would be your entrance song? Um, still tipping. Well, yeah. By Paul Wall and Mike Jones and uh, I can't think of it right now. 
Swisher House music, whatever, that mm-hmm. whole crew. <laughs> yeah. Such I'm a gangster going. song and it's so noticeable. It's so known in throughout the hip hop music scene. I'm going with Barbie Girl because it's gonna have that weird intimidation factor in their mind. Hey, play Jedi mind games with them. And if I do get knocked the fuck out, then like, hey, I like I like I went in with like a song like that. Like eh, it happens. Um, I think uh, a fighter came out to Spice Girls. Oh my god, recently, I love so to come out kind to of Spice Girls. And he knocked somebody out, so it made it even better. Oh, yeah. No, I, I got that because I saw somebody come out with Barbie Girl, and I believe they also won. So uh, I think that was Ty Bam Bam Tuivasa. Toxic masculinity. Get it out of here. It'll get your ass knocked out. Trust. <laughs> so how do you handle work, life, family, social balance? How do you, how do you juggle all of that in a healthy, respectable way? Um, I feel like it's a challenge for anybody. Absolutely. Um, but I feel like money and your family comes first no matter what. Mm-hmm. So um, first you got to make, you know, if you have time outside your money and family, um, then you get your priorities. But I would say it's stressful at times. I work a lot, work a full-time mm-hmm. job. I'm a manager. So mm-hmm. um, nowadays I'm older. I just go home and chill. Yeah. I'm, I get that. I get that. I'm just <laughs> about work. to turn 26 and I'm so tired. And I'm I've so seen tired. so many artists that like, if there's an artist around that I want to see, I'll go out to a show, but, mm-hmm. or if it's a high tech show I'm helping out with, but for the most part, I'm just very at home person nowadays. Mm-hmm. So you just mentioned high tech. Tell me a little bit about that. How long have you worked with them for how, what capacity do you work with them? Um, I don't work with them as much as I used mm-hmm. to. I'm more behind the scenes on mm-hmm. social medias and stuff and mm-hmm. getting help, getting lineups. But, um, Dylan does a lot more stuff that I used to do now. Uh, mm-hmm. I used to do stage managing, helping anything, stage tech, mm-hmm. running lights, running, help running sound, mm-hmm. anything that being a runner. Yeah. Um, but I've started working with Chris, I want to say in 2015, 2016 is when I really started doing every show with him. Mm-hmm. Um, did it for a while and just it gets busy. Absolutely, it gets busy. Absolutely. And I wasn't like really like being on their payroll at that time, so I was just more like oh, I volunteering, helping to an extent. But um, yeah, just past two years, I think once COVID, I think came kind of hit. Kind I think of that was down. a big reset for me on mm-hmm. just the music scene in general, taking a step back, like for everybody, just taking a breather. Um, but yeah, when it came back, I, I help behind the scenes more than at shows nowadays with Absolutely. them. Um, so if you could bring back any fashion trend, what would it be? Um, fashion trend. I'm obviously bringing the mullets back. The mullets? Successfully, okay. All right. I might add. Um, the fifties leather jackets. Oh hell yeah, the bomber jackets. Yeah, bomber jackets. Yeah. I know they're kind of like in style, but just like the all black leather. There we oh, go. Oh yeah, yeah. No logos, yeah. nothing, just straight black. No, I fuck with it. I fuck with it. So if you had an extra hour in the day for anything, what would you want to use it for? Sleep. Sleep. Absolutely good answer. Good answer, and got it quick. You knew right away. Extra Maybe I'm hour. I'm just biased because sleeping. I work so early in the morning, so mm-hmm. that extra hour would do me wonders. No, I feel that completely. Um, so have you ever experimented with other sounds besides before deciding you kind of like traps trap or 
Oh, 100%. Did you know right away? 100%. 100%. Yeah. Uh, I feel like we started making like electro house at first because it was easier. Mm-hmm. It's easy. It was like a lot easier to make and simpler. Absolutely. Um, and then we just started exploring with sounds and dubstep, trap, just weird down tempo, mm-hmm. lo-fi. Um, yeah. But ultimately, I think at the time when we were coming up around here, there wasn't anybody playing trap music and that's like what we just gravitated towards. And it was, it was people came to see that for us cause they knew we would play that and other people weren't playing it. So I think that's why we went with that direction. So do you, what would you consider experimenting with in the future? Um, I don't know, honestly, I don't even know what the future holds for my project. I've been doing it for almost 11 years. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's a mystery at the moment. Okay. If you can replay a fun or deep or big moment in your life, what do you think you'd want to choose and why? Mm, that's a good, that's a good answer. A question, excuse me. Oh, okay. Relive a moment in my life. Any moment? Any moment. Hmm. Probably my little sister being born. That was a big deal to me. Absolutely. Um, at the top of my head, that's the only thing I get that's, you know, at the moment. I don't have any children, so I can't say my child <laughs> being born yet. Um, yeah, I think I'm just going to go with that one. Okay. Okay. So what do you think is the most rewarding part of your job? Um, making people dance, smile, mm-hmm. people having a good time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Keeping and the vibe. On the other end, what do you think is the most stressful part? Um, the most stressful part. I don't stress too much now, but mm-hmm. I just feel like trying to play a perfect set. Absolutely, no Absolutely. one's perfect, and you're on your own worst critic. So mm-hmm. when you fuck up, you're gonna be upset with yourself. But yeah, trying to play the perfect set. I don't know. People on the internet are ruthless these days. They have no values. Oh yeah, <laughs> the internet's gonna have opinion whether. It's yeah. correct or not. Yeah, whether it actually is perfect or not, they're going to have something negative to say. Yeah, I just want to let people... Well, this isn't like his original shit. Da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, I'd say that was the most stressful thing. It's, even when you're on stage, it's just... Everyone's going to be nervous beforehand and not fucking up. That's, I guess, the most stressful part about it. Absolutely. So what is some advice that you have been given that has always stuck with you? Uh, my mom always told me growing up, uh, be a leader, not a follower. Mm-hmm. And um, good people make mistakes. Absolutely. Um, yeah, that was the biggest thing I remember just growing up, always telling me, be a leader, not a follower. I, I, I agree. I agree. So if you could go on tour in another country for a year, what country do you think you would pick and why? Mm-hmm. I'd be in Europe probably because okay. I always wanted okay. to go to Europe. Okay. Um. Glad you said in Europe because most a lot of people just say Europe and then they fail the continent. Challenge. No, you got, I got the question. Uh, I was trying to think what country I would want to do in Europe. Um, I'll probably do the the UK or Germany. Smart Germany would be a dope one. UK as well. I'd like to do Italy or Spain, something like that. Hmm. So, how do you see EDM evolving in the next five years? Um, it's already 
getting pretty big mainstream. Yeah. I mean, we hear it in commercials now on TV, mm-hmm. you know, you it's hear all over TikTok. The amount of festivals there are mm-hmm. now a year across the, the globe is quite insane. Um, I think it's just going to get bigger, you know? I think it's just going to be kind of like our parents growing up, their, their music stars, I feel like in the future is going to be like EDM stars. Kids are going to know who they are. I think so too. I mean, they already know Marshmallow through the goddamn Fortnite. That's the thing too with EDM artists; they can work with the big other names than Mm -hmm. any other genre. So Mm -hmm. they have that flexibility to throw that name on their track to help Mm -hmm. them. So I feel like it's just going to keep getting bigger. Absolutely. So, how do you see yourself and your brand evolving with it? Um, Like I said, at the moment, it's a mystery. But Mm -hmm. I feel like I've hit my peak on some things Mm -hmm. um, recently. Um, but I hope to, uh, I'm going to keep continuing to, I want to do another strap back in friends. That's one of my, one thing I want to do. I want to have another end of the year or beginning of next year. I want to do one of those. So, um, right now that's what I have focused on in my, my project. What is your favorite type of potato? Favorite potato. Um, I would have to say big fan of potatoes. Yeah, I do. I like potatoes. Everybody is. Uh, Probably hash browns or French fries. Probably. I like the twice baked, but yeah. Hash browns, extra crispy. Extra crispy. Yeah, that's the deal. So what are some strengths that you have that make you really good at what you do? Um, I have fire track selection. I don't know why. I've been told that. I think myself, I I like digging deep into the SoundCloud, Mm -hmm. finding, you know, the under a thousand Mm -hmm. followers that people haven't heard. That's the thing I like to do. I like to find music. That I'm gonna play out that people are like, who who is this? Or like my friends or DJs that come up to me afterwards, like, who is that? I want that track, you know? Like, um and also just knowing how to read the crowd. It's a big thing with being a DJ. Like, you're playing dubstep and the crowd's not enjoying it. You probably shouldn't keep playing dubstep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or vice versa with house. You know, you're playing house and the crowd's you not really feeling it. You should probably switch it up. So you do gotta play to the crowd. Um, yeah pleasing to the crowd and i would say my finding my track selections so what are some weaknesses that you are currently working on um my weaknesses recently have been my promo i've mm-hmm. uh, been slacking i don't post on social media as much as i want to i guess i would say facebook um but i, I don't have instagram that. anymore i, I, I just have that. facebook and twitter is what i use and I'm trying um, to learn the tweeter yeah, it's fun. Twitter's more you can just pop off like bam, bam, back to back stuff rather than like... just trying to follow follow the algorithm from Facebook. So yeah, like my I'm promo, um, and just I would say my motivation—that's mm-hmm. a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, getting out of the bed drive is hard. Also, the drive here is hard. I'm sure. <laughs> no, like my meant like yeah, your mental no, drive. I know, I know yeah, what you're yeah, saying. Yeah. I'm making a double entendre. Whatever the hell that's called. That's correct. So, would you rather drive the Oscar Mayer Wiener truck or the Mister Peanut Mobile? I want to drive the the Glizzy truck. Yeah, absolutely, the Glizzy truck. How yeah. can you say no to the Glizzy truck? Okay, what if I throw in the Krabby Patty Patty Mobile? No, I'm still taking the Glizzy, Glizzy truck. Mobile. Okay. So, what is one place that you never want to go to? Ohio, New Mexico. 
Alaska. I'd be cool never going to East St. Louis ever again in my life. <laughs> it's pretty uh, not cool there. It's yeah. pretty, pretty scary. I've never been to St. Louis, and people have asked me, like, oh, why have you never been? No, no interest. I was, no I was interest. definitely the minority there, so. <laughs> I said Pittsburgh. I don't want to go to Pittsburgh. Um, Probably L.A., honestly. I've heard yeah. it's, it's just a nightmare so there. Like, I want to go to California, but I'd rather go like, San Diego yeah. or Sacramento somewhere. Even there, I hear people, like, just leave their car windows down because people are just going to smash their windows and steal Yeah, everything. that's what I hear. So Every 10 seconds, I think, in California. Do you ever get nervous? Um, Like, for a show? Yeah. Uh, yeah, all the time. I feel like anybody that doesn't get nervous mm-hmm. is lying. Yeah, but or I a feel, psychopath. I feel like, and every DJ could relate with me, once you play that first track, though, and do that first mm-hmm. transition, you're locked in. Yeah, you're like absolutely. It's all those nerves go away. So how has your feelings of confidence changed since starting to do shows to today? Um, tremendous, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, first three to four years, not very confident in myself. But uh, as the years progress, yeah, I'm fully confident in my abilities absolutely so the day of the show what does that look like for you what time do you wake up do you do you usually try to take the day off um do you have any special pre-show rituals like something you always eat before what what does that look like leading up to the show um it just varies um most of the time when i have a show i'm playing i'll work that morning because mm-hmm. i get off and during the day I'll take the next day off so I don't have to wake up Smart and go into the morning. Smart. So uh, my, after work, I'll probably, you know, go into record box, make sure my set's ready to go, all good, all my tracks are good. And um, I usually just smoke and I'll eat wherever. Probably mm-hmm. grab some Chipotle sure or good, something, good you know. Um, I used to always have to have a drink before I went on stage to chill me out. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, I don't need to do that. That's good. I, I just want to smoke nowadays. So I'm just want to be, good. I'm pretty. But yeah, just I would say, eating always. I always mm-hmm. eat before I go on and just smoke. Find my rituals. So, have you ever felt starstruck before working together with somebody or meeting an artist? Um, starstruck. Um, worked <clears throat> with a lot of artists due to high tech mm-hmm. through them. Um, I've never been starstruck though. Like. I guess being 20 feet away from Skrillex was kind of cool at that, yeah. and that was like in 2014, so but I didn't really get to talk to him, so um, no, I've never been starstruck, though. Okay. So, when you die, what would you want to be remembered for? Um, <clears throat> just being a good friend, a good, everyone must remember me as being a good friend, being a good, good person. person. Just Absolutely. remember me as being who I am, Stratback Q, whoever, as you know me as put out good vibes so how this one might be a little harder how would you describe a wook to a five-year-old i would grab my friend chris otter and show a picture <laughs> of him to him that's what i would do i'd be like this is what a wook is <laughs> so how do you handle requests like music requests? Yeah, music requests. Um, so you're playing a show, and yeah, some, some somebody drunk, comes up. Yeah, some dr- somebody comes up, probably drunk. I don't. Know, I think it's only happened a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Luckily, I've only played venues like that where people are able to walk up. Usually, mm-hmm. you play where people yeah. are not able to walk up to you. Um, but um, <laughs> we've had 
I feel like I've had more crazier stuff happen than people come up and ask me that. But okay, so most of the time I, I wouldn't mm-hmm. I've only took requests a couple of times being like if I posted on Facebook and being like, All right, like what what do you guys want to yeah. hear tonight? Maybe I'll maybe I'll maybe play one I'll of these tracks. One. Okay. But I don't nah, I'm not gonna take requests. Okay, so Tell me then, what about your, you have seen some strange things. I'm sure working with high tech for a long time. I'm oh, sure yeah. DJing for a long time. What are some of the stranger, weirder, funnier things you've seen? I bet you've um, seen I've had some people, shit. you know, come up to the DJ booth and dump their drinks Ugh. onto the equipment and that, you know, um, I've seen, I've had, you know, women show me their breasts. <laughs> I've had, I've had. People throw money at me. I've had... They're going to get those requests one way. Um, your typical people rush the stage and just wanted to get on there and dance mm-hmm. because they're high on Molly. But, you know, <laughs> um, yeah, just, I think the people come up and spilling drinks on the equipment has happened more times than I would like to oh say it God. has happened to me, but that's unfortunate. <laughs> Absolutely. Because that just kind of ruins the whole party at that point, mm-hmm. too. So, I recently read an article where Marshmello told another DJ he couldn't play any of his own beats or any of his own, any of his own music or usual set in case he wanted to play it himself. How would you handle that bullshit? Well, you know, I'd first go to contract, you know, it's, if we wrote a contract mm-hmm. for that song or whatnot. But, um, yeah, I would be upset, too. I'd be pretty... I think I would have voiced the opinion just like how Slushy did. Mm-hmm. Kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Thank God you knew who it was. I was sitting there trying to remember that. Yeah, oh, yeah, I thought you slushy. said, yeah, yeah. Slushy, I saw that um, when that beef was going on with Getter and all that. I saw a whole bunch of stuff too. But um, I can't remember, sorry, I can't remember the <laughs> word I'm trying to look for. But yeah, I would have done the same thing. I think I'd be upset too. Absolutely. I would have said something. So, do you consider yourself a uh, competitive person? Um, when it comes to sports, yes, mm-hmm. or games, yes, yes. I think that's just an, it's just natural, natural instincts. Yeah, just growing up, I played sports and did wrestling and mm-hmm. very competitive in sports, but or games. Absolutely. So, have you ever participated in any music competitions before? And this could be anything from elementary school music competition to fuck to battle of the bands. This could be anything. Um. Yes. I've entered a couple DJ mix competitions, mm-hmm. enter a mix to open for an artist. Um, I never won. We never, or me and Shane never won at the time. But other than that, that's the only thing I've ever entered. I think it was two I entered. One for high tech and one for underground frequencies back in the day. Pretty enjoyable experiences. How does that fire off? It was with cool the to get. Side? It was cool because like we knew other people were going to have to listen to our mix, and it was like we were just starting up in our career. So it was like mm-hmm. a big deal to us, um, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we didn't win, but we didn't care. It was still cool. So tell me about your dance skills. My dance skills? Your dance skills. Um, I think I'm a pretty decent dancer. Mm-hmm. Um, I have more than one, just one move. Like <laughs> most people that think they know how to dance. But yeah, I say I'm okay. okay. Not great, not bad, but okay. Okay. So if you were going to sail around the world, what would you name your boat? Um, what would I name my boat? Hmm. Like it has to be a woman's name. <laughs> like, I feel like people name their yeah, boats and like their cars, do. like women's names, right? 
Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with Elizabeth. That's my fiance's name. Mm-hmm. So what is the worst style choice that you think you've ever made? My worst style choice? Um, probably my bowl cut when I was 10 years old felt, until 12 years old. Felt that to the core of my soul. That's what happens in the okay, late 90s. Okay, pauses. I need to take a cry break. <laughs> yeah, but I don't feel like that was my choice as much as my mother's. So I don't know why she set me up like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's probably the one choice and some of the clothing we had to wear back in the late nineties, early two thousands is pretty, uh, as it goes. Oh man, it's cringy. So if you could go on tour or open up for th- any three musicians at a music festival, who do you think you would want? Uh, I would want to open for Zed's dead. Let's go. Troy boy. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. And let's go immersive. Well, that's going to be fucking banger. I will have to be there when that happens. Because that sounds fire. I guess those are most artists I've been listening to recently, Mm so I chose them. So what does your creative process look like when you do sit down and make music? Do you lock yourself in your room? Does it just come to you randomly and you have to just scribble scribble it down or it goes away? Um, I used to just lock myself in the studio and i feel like that's bad because you're trying to force mm-hmm. a creative process rather than just let it happen naturally absolutely um but working as a duo back in the day was really awesome because we could just send it back and forth and it's always cool to see like a something added onto the song that you didn't add and you can mm-hmm. go based off of that so that was a cool thing bouncing off work um but most of the time it's just you wake you just know like i'm gonna write some music today and you have to be feeling it um uh, but most of the time i just i smoke I like, to, I like to smoke. I feel like it makes me more creative. Absolutely. So do you have any guilty pleasure artists? <clears throat> oh, man, that's so funny. I was literally just talking about this the other day. Um, yeah, I think my guilty pleasure artist is Little Nas X. Oh, hell yeah. I love Little Nas It's just catchy, and it's just, yeah, I don't know. I enjoy it. not afraid to say it. No, absolutely. So <clears throat> what were you like in high school? Did you fit into a particular mold? I know you said it sounds like you're into sports a lot. Were you kind of more of a jock? Were you, were you more kind of a loner? Or? After my freshman year, I didn't play any sports. All I wanted to do was uh, drugs, alcohol, and women. That, that was <laughs> a lot my more. Man. Once I got involved, uh, introduced to that, that was a, a lot, seemed a lot more fun. Um, I was a skater. I skateboarded and I uh, had long hair. Mm-hmm. And I smoked, and I was just kind of cool with every click there. Awesome. I went to inner city school, so it was very diverse of races and ethnicities. So uh, I was cool with everybody. I feel like that's because people, if they wanted to weed, they could come yeah, to me come and get to you. it. I definitely can relate to that. So they wanted to be cool with that. me, so they could have that. So strap back. Where's the name come from? You know, one day we were literally. First, we did a generator online. Okay. Mm-hmm. We wrote like 10 names down. Then we came up with 10 more names for ourselves. And then we kept reducing it down. And then we just chose Strap Back. And the reason we, how we spell it is with Trap Music and oh. this capital T, not the S. So we just thought that was kind of clever. That, that was kind of cool. clever. Like and so we chose that. Oh, okay. Okay. So have you ever helped mentor somebody else before? Mentor? Mentor. Um, I've never mentored anybody else, but I've definitely collabed and worked with other people before. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So how do you talk to and respond, go about responding to fans in the community? Um, I'm very talkative. Mm-hmm. I can, I'll talk to anybody. 
Um, used to do it a lot when I was putting on shows with high tech and uh, obviously playing a lot more. I always after my set, always talking to everybody in the in the crowd, taking pictures, giving mm-hmm. out free merch, doing whatever uh, with the community. So as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Okay, so can you tell me a little bit about your worst performance, and what do you think that you learned from it? Um, my worst performance was at a club called Eclipse in Topeka. Mm-hmm. Um, we just had a lot of computer errors, so equipment failures, goes. so stuff not working correctly, not stuff that we thought had was set was not set, and... It was uh, very frustrating because uh, a promoter was there from Kansas City that we were mm-hmm. trying to impress, and it wasn't the, the best performance. So, yeah. So, do you prefer to listen to music or to create it? Um, in my early 20s, I would have said create it, but nowadays I prefer to listen to it. I feel that. So you said a little bit earlier you're engaged. I bet that's nice. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your wife? Is she pretty supportive of your career? Uh, yes. Um, I mean, fiance, hey, but yeah, yeah she's you're good. supportive of your career? Um, yeah. She, um, she started going to shows with me back in 2017. Um, her roommate used to go to EDM shows. That's how I met her. And um, yeah, she... She doesn't sound a big fan. It's more of the festival camping rather than just the one night shows of the ho- like mm-hmm. going back to the hotel where she can take a shower and leave in a bed. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, she's supportive of it. Um, we're just you know we're getting older now and yeah. moving forward, about to get married. Um, and yeah, she it's 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 cool. Well, it's you, cool to you grow absolutely up. <laughs> lit up when you got to talk about her. So I can tell you're in love, brother. That's oh, a good, thanks, that's man. Be good feeling. Man. Yeah, we're excited for this wedding to come up too. So. So, what do you do if you make a mistake during a performance? Um, I try to just play it off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nowadays, I would just I just play it off like, oh, that didn't happen, or if it did happen, not I, not everybody in the crowd even noticed. So, just play it off. Absolutely. If you make a big deal about it, you're, you're just, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So, what personality trait do you think has gotten you into the most trouble? Mm, most trouble. Um, I would say um, addictive attitude, addiction. I wouldn't say I had an addiction, but mm-hmm. definitely I had addicted to partying. And um, yeah, that was almost too bad. You know, not seeing a different perspective from the outside looking in and uh, ruining, almost ruining some friendships and mm-hmm. relationships because I wanted to choose partying over priorities so mm-hmm. it runs in my family too so it doesn't help so what does the word plur mean to you um nowadays it kind of means it's kind of just like people want to say they go by yeah. but they don't like they're just yeah. like hypocritical it's like falling off it's kind of like i mean it's kind of like this like it's like religion like oh i'm i can sin but god will forgive me but i'm plur but (laughs) (laughs) kind of deal but i it used to mean something i feel like but nowadays i don't feel like it doesn't mean as much Mm -hmm. as it used to peace love unity respect it's supposed to mean symbolism sisterhood and brotherhood love each other take care of each other make sure everybody's good now it definitely is just a facade because people do not love each other like they used to nah Thanks, Obama. 
what do you think is the biggest sacrifice that you have made for your career? Um, biggest sacrifice. I wouldn't say I was sacrificed to anything because that's what I wanted to do at that point in my life was mm-hmm. when I started making music. Um, I guess I could say a sacrifice, you know, money, a lot mm-hmm. of money and time, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, sacrifice not going to college. I sacrificed. I don't know. I didn't. I feel like that was just my pathway. Yeah. It was supposed to be. I, I always, from since I was a little kid, music, I just felt like was going to be a part of my life somehow. Um, so are you an animal person? Do you have any pets? Yes, I love animals. I have two cats. Two cats. So if you could ask them any three questions, what do you think it would be? Um, why do you wake me up? <laughs> in the middle of the night? Yeah. scream at me in my face at 6, 7 a.m. when I'm about to go to work. Um, I would ask them that, and I would ask them um, where they go when they go outside. Oh, we got a cat caller for my cat. She slowly fucking wanders out a little bit more every every night. It's pretty cool, but it's also a little scary because coyotes and stuff. Luckily, but. we have like a privacy fence in the back, so our girl cat will go out there, and she'll mm-hmm. usually stay back there. But our boy cat, he'll just roam around the little neighborhood. Mm-hmm. But um, um, and I'd ask them. I want to ask them, I'd tell them, hey, meow this many times when you're not feeling good. <laughs> so I know. We'll teach you. Yeah, we'll teach a system. Learn a system real quick. Yeah. Okay, so what would be your absolute dream collaboration? Uh, my dream collaboration. Um, it'd be dope to work with Virtual Riot because I feel like he's the best dubstep oh, producer yeah. in the game. And oh, everyone just yeah. uses his sounds. I absolutely and just recycles I love them. Virtual Riot. I just saw him. He put on such a fire set. So As like producer-wise, I respect him mm-hmm. probably a lot because he's just he's so good at what he does. Mm-hmm. And he's influenced a lot of other people. And people use his stuff to make their music now. So I don't know about you, but I am definitely a bit of a klutz. I hurt myself all the time. What is the funniest way that you have ever been injured? Funniest way I've ever been injured. Um, I fell down a, a, some set of stairs when I was 10 years old and broke my toe. Oof. Oof. I fell downstairs. Luckily, I haven't broke anything yet. Yeah. Not Ugh. smart. So is there anybody that throughout your career that's helped you that you maybe want to give shout outs to or anything like that? um yeah shout out to shane harris that was my duo partner um my best friend still um shout out him for taking a chance and start making this music um shout out to my friend noble for taking me my first edm show um Mm -hmm. shout out to chris otter and everybody at high tech jesse aaron mickey um for pretty much believing in me and helping me grow my project and grow as me as a person um shout out to all the promoters that have given me a chance over the years positive vibrations underground freaks everyone up in nebraska wichita st louis everywhere i played um yeah shout out to my family and friends and we're back from a short break so you've been in the scene obviously for a long time how have you seen seen it change for both the good and the bad um, I feel like 
recently have noticed there's a lot of production companies everyone's trying Absolutely. which i respect everyone trying to do their own thing mm, and make their, their own, own money do their, yeah but i, I feel like after covid it went satch- from like three to ten i feel like at least it's getting saturated with that um same with dubstep i feel like you need to have a certain sound in dubstep or you need to have a different unique sound you know like mm-hmm. people you know like low temps known for the weird bass and you know uh, like us for trap and people were you get your own sound. Mm-hmm. Um, don't be playing the cookie cutter dub stuff like everybody else does. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but a lot more shows though. People, there's a variety mm-hmm. of people always have a shows because when I first started going to shows, you maybe got one, yeah, maybe two a month yeah. every other month. I definitely remember remember days like that. Now it definitely feels like every weekend there's multiple things going on. There's always an after party. Yeah. There's always something. So, so I do, that, that's I a positive like thing. That. I, you, there's always something to do now. There's mm-hmm. always going to be some sort of show. Um, a lot more people doing local shows and stuff, which is 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 awesome. I think you know we used to have a thing called Feel Good mm-hmm. back in the day. It was into the bottleneck every Thursday, and it was like the only thing local happening for a while, and then it stopped. But mm-hmm. I've noticed a lot more people doing a lot of local stuff, so that's that's cool. What advice would you give to an aspiring DJ wanting to maybe make a name for themselves? Or yeah, what advice would you give to an aspiring DJ? Produce before you DJ. Absolutely, absolutely. Work on your craft, get your sound, make some decent music, then go out, then learn how to DJ, is. and then you can network, and that it'll all come after mm-hmm. that. It'll all come. Yeah, don't network when the you don't have The music's good, they will come. <laughs> Absolutely. So you've worked a lot of festivals, both on the production side and on the festival side. What, what, is, what's, what, what are some of the big differences between working for a festival and working for just a regular show? Um, obviously, the being outside, the elements is mm-hmm. a big thing. So heat could be a big thing. Um, it's just a whole other ball game with the festival compared to a show. Yeah, it can be stressful 20, 30 minutes leading up to a show, making sure everything is correct and ready to go. Everyone's ready to go. But a festival, there's a lot of money involved, you know, um, whatever your role is, too. Uh, you need to make sure you're doing it to the best of your ability because it's just there's more on the line, I feel like. Absolutely. Absolutely. So on the production side, how, how different does that look? Um... As in, like, stage managing-wise? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I wouldn't say there's much of a difference, just the size, the magnitude, mm-hmm. compared mm-hmm. to a little show to a festival. Absolutely. It's the only difference. It's just you're working with more people, a bigger stage, compared to less people, smaller stage. Yeah. So, what do you think is more stressful, working production or playing a show? Uh, working production, working 100%. production, I can 100%. imagine that. I want to make sure everything's right. Everybody's there at the right time. Yeah. With the right type of M&M's. God damn it. If it's not peanut, somebody's getting slapped. Something, you know, something, anything can happen, you know, mm. whether it's what the, someone in the crowd, someone, you know, equipment failure. It's just what you have stressful that way. Yeah, absolutely. So a genie grants you three wishes, but none of them can directly benefit you. What do you think they would be? Um, my first wish would be in world hunger. Mm-hmm. Um, second wish would be for all my family and friends to have 
a lot of money and wealth. Nice. Um, my third wish would be. Um, bring back Kurt Cobain. Uh, Kurt Cobain. Heard. Heard. Okay, so kind of going back to the festivals, you've gone around and toured and been all over the place. How many festivals do you think you've worked? I've worked. Worked uh, or played but, in? Um, yeah. Probably 10 to 20 range that mm -hmm. I've worked or played. Attended probably in like the 30 to 40 30 echelon. 40. Okay, so how does Kansas City's vibe and aura how does its community feel compared to perhaps other places you've been uh Kansas City goes hard Kansas City goes hard. like I've played I've played in St. Louis I've played in Wichita Nebraska Denver Michigan uh I've been to you know festivals all around and Kansas City just like we don't have nothing here you know mm -hmm. we don't have a beach we can go to we don't have big you know the big cities like Kansas City's a big city, but there's not much. Yeah. So I feel this like is our it's our shit to do. Yeah, like our our music and sports is we go hard, and I feel like Kansas City. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So if you weren't focusing your energy on music, what do you think you would be working on? Um, making money. Probably my goal is probably own own business one day, mm -hmm. or be involved in a business absolutely. one day. Working on that myself. Yep, being your own boss. I think that's what everybody's goal mm -hmm. wants to be eventually. Being your own boss. I just want to get paid to talk to people. There you go. Just <laughs> you have goals. A lot of people yeah. in life don't even know what they want to do. Absolutely. So if you could instantly master any instrument, or at least have a grand understanding, you could hop on and you could play pretty much any song, what instrument would you want, want it to be and why? That's easy. Piano. Because if you know piano, you can write any, you can anything, play anything. Yeah. You can write music. Yeah. So you can, you can do anything after that point. That's, but yeah, that's piano. usually where I go to. Because you can, if you can do that, you can read music, you know, all the keys. You can, you can play any instrument after that yeah, pretty much. Transfer it pretty quickly. So the day after a show, what do you do to de-stress, de unwind, and celebrate? Um, sleep in, take a shower mm -hmm. when I wake up, eat a good breakfast, brunch. Um, nowadays, um, back when I was first starting, probably recover, mm -hmm. drink water, drink, take Advil, <laughs> um, ponder on my, my night, what, what mistakes I made, <laughs> bad, bad decisions I made. Um, but yeah, now stay just make sure I wake up, just sleep in, get a good shower, eat some brunch. That's like a, yeah. Enjoy Absolutely. the high from last night. Absolutely. So, can you describe a time where you played or worked a show and you weren't quite experienced enough for what you should have been, as you should have been? Yeah. Um, first time Ganja White Knight came to Kansas City was at Encore, oh, believe it. Oh, wow. Um, and we had, I had to do lights, and we had this jankity light board up there, and I, it, it, I made do, but I was, mm -hmm. looking back at it now, like, it's laughable. I should not have been doing lights oh, on a jankity light board. I barely know what I was doing for Ganja White it, Night. It had to sell out. How to have sold out, right? Oh, 100%. Oh, 100%. 100%. So I think deals. it was like, what, was this 2015? 16. 2016. 2016. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was wild. But yeah, definitely was. <laughs> I should have not been doing that. It's all right. Okay. It's all right. I made do. So if you could choose one sport 
to allow drugs and alcohol. They can use steroids. They can be drunk when they fight. They can, they can be on shark adrenaline. What sport are you choosing? What sport do you think would be the most entertaining? Um, probably MMA. Because they're already just yeah. savages they're right already now. already savages and now. So be pretty much just, gladiatorial in there. <laughs> yeah, let them do what they want. Fight tigers. Yeah. Let, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, we are running a bit about on time. I think we've got about three, four minutes left. So why don't you talk a little bit for a couple minutes about what you have coming up, shows, music. Why don't, yeah, go. Um, yeah, I am about to get married in October. So Congrat- that's coming up. Um, I have a show that's not announced with High Tech in October. So be on the lookout for that. Um, I've been saying for the past year and a half that I'm going to finish my Eccentric Levels mixtape volume seven um i've been a lazy ass and i will get on that it's just been sitting there staring at me on my desktop for a while but i will finish that too by the end of the year and yeah that's all i have going on right now oh hell yeah brother well it sounds like we have a lot to look forward to i am so thankful you took the time out of your busy schedule to come on i know scheduling and everything's never easy but you made it out here and i super super appreciate that some people weren't on time Oof. Oof. Not naming names, but one one out of twenty-one. That's pretty good. So for for the audience, I would like to thank you guys as well. Again, this this podcast would not be possible without you guys. We absolutely love you and we hope we uh I hope you guys enjoy this episode. If you did, please like, shares, comments, telling your friends, uh flying balloons, I don't care. Tell anything to do with the electric punch. Get it, get it tattooed on you, and we'll be best friends forever. Promise you that. Well, you guys have a good night, Kansas City. And remember, drink water, fuck the government, fuck your local, fuck your local fentanyl dealer, and be safe, love each other. Thank you, and have a good night.